2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. No matter where you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning, though, we appreciate you doing so. And we are going to take you all the way up until the end of this hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com the way tire-buying should be. So we've got week nine in the NFL kicking off later on tonight. Time flies, man. Yeah. Jeez. But uh we got...
4: We were just starting the season like yesterday. Yep.
3: And here we are. Here we go. It's already November. All right. We got a problem, though, in the studio, though. Got an What's issue. What's the problem? We got a bat? Uh No. <sighs> we've got... I mean, I didn't know that, I guess, candy does things to your stomach. Oh, no. And so... Iowa Sam is suffering through being fumigated by lead to lap in the other studio and
0: it's bad Ooh, there's a lack wow. of fresh oxygen in here <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> what, what you, you do
4: is you get yourself a paper towel put some of the hand sanitizer on it or just get you one of those wipes those clorox wipes just hold it you know hold it close to your face man yeah i wrap it like, the like vapors the, of that yeah man
0: like chloroform or chlorophyll whatever it is not no, oh, I Wouldn't yeah, recommend not that. Well, no, yeah, I yeah, prefer you, to be passed out than smell this out. anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How Man. the hell did they know they like that I got gas?
3: Lee, what, what, so what did you? What was on the menu yesterday?
5: I had a Philly cheesesteak yesterday, very delicious. My my go-to I Philly cheesesteak. Throw that spot.
0: in the boiling kettle. Let's let's go. What else? And that was it. Stew. I think that was it.
5: And then I uh, just a little, I got into the studio this morning, and everyone left their leftover candy in the kitchen, so I've been helping myself. There's Nutri- nutritious candy breakfast, here. good candy here. Milky Way, a lot of Milky Ways, and
3: that messes up your stomach.
5: I mean, I feel fine, but it definitely does have a uh, an odor to it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Has a brand And Sam can attest to that. So yeah. So he's fighting through the pain here. That's what he gets. He things things are, are improving slowly.
5: I, I told him I was going to go use the restroom, and he cut in front of me to go get coffee, and I had to stay in the studio. The door so.
3: is
0: open, and it's a wide door. Yeah, but nobody was here, so I helped myself.
3: Yeah, so there's. Uh, so that's what uh, Sam's working with. So if he's a little slow on the draw at any point throughout the course of the show, it's because he's trying not to pass away uh, because of uh, Lee's Philly cheesesteak <sighs> sandwich and three musketeers to start off his morning on a, uh, on a Thursday here. Now, later on tonight we do have a matchup in the AFC. We talked about it a little bit in over-unders, but we've got the Titans at the Steelers, and we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers currently a three-point favorite, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Now, Kenny Pickett's been banged up, All right, The Steelers' offense hadn't been all that hot. You've got George Pickens, who appears to be the best player on offense for them. And I I think what he'd have one catch last game or something like that, but he had the touchdown catch from Mitch Trubisky. But the story of this is going to be Will Levis, who is getting the start. Ryan Tannehill is out, and so Will Levis is going to get the start on a short week. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult, I would imagine, than playing the Atlanta Falcons. But what's the expectation for Will Levis on a short week at Pittsburgh in primetime on Amazon Prime coming up later on tonight. What do you guys expect, if you had to guess?
1: I mean, hopefully people aren't hoping you can replicate four touchdowns again. That's It was phenomenal last week. Going back and watching it, it was just as good as what it seemed like in real time. Um, but this is a, a different challenge, a short week to prepare in your second start and going up against that defense. Uh, it's a big-time challenge. So I... I I mean, look, I'm not like betting against that necessarily happening because I, I do think his legs could come into play in this game because it might have to with that pass rush with guys like T.J. Watt across from him. But man, that is a uh, that, that's a big time challenge. And uh, look, we'll see. I mean, the biggest thing you got to do is take care of the football there because that's a defense that's going to try to get you in negative plays, put pressure on you to turn it over, and that to me is the the fastest way this thing could get out of hand. Or you give Pittsburgh the game. So as long as he takes care of the football, I think I think they'll be all right. They'll hang in this thing.
4: I I don't see him doing four touchdowns, but I don't see him slowing down with his success either. I, I think that they, they they looked loose last week, and even though it is a short week, I, I just I, I think they're I think they're going to be aggressive. I think Will Levis is going to compete. I think we'll see I think we'll see a good a good performance from him but I also think that it's interesting to see uh Kenny you know Pickett coming back to to play with with the the rib injury I think he wants to have a good showing too you know these are these are two guys that you know were in school at the same time you know have a lot to prove still both of them and This is one of those games, like, I I feel like that's the competitive juices flowing as to to him getting out there and competing. And I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh I do.
3: Cam Hayward has been activated off the injured reserve list, so he will be in action for the Steelers later on tonight as well, too. So oh.
4: That could make a difference if he's in good enough shape.
3: Yeah. So if they're uh, he's been out since week one. He suffered uh, the injury in week one. And so now he makes his return back on Thursday night. Uh, although it is kind of nice and it's kind of a breath of fresh air to see, you know, a quarterback in the AFC North uh, clearly injured, but still going out there and making it happen and playing. It's kind of nice. Kind of nice to see that all. Uh, what are you all trying to too? say? No, I'm just saying. It's kinda, you know, Kenny Pickett showing some guts here. Guy's been banged up a little bit this season, and here he is. Clearly so what you're 100%. saying
4: is a banged-up rib Kenny Pickett is going to give the Steelers a better chance of winning than a fully healthy Mitch
3: Trubisky. Yeah. gonna go ahead and right. say that.
4: So what you're saying is, is that his rib injury, he w- would not give him – you know any type of, I guess, reason to not be confident and tell the media that he's going to yeah. sit out because Trubisky gives the team a better chance of winning fully healthy than what you know. Yeah, Pickett I can't. It does. I can't
3: imagine that take it, taking place. Doesn't seem yeah, like it would. Okay. Yeah.
4: I, I get. I get what you're putting a- down.
3: And you know, if you're a Steelers, is he fan, playing this week? By the way who Deshaun yeah I, I honest to God I'm I'm fatigued with the whole story because it just feels like him playing would be a surprise at this point any game would be a surprise but I've I've, sur- I've heard that he's making progress but it's still day to day
4: yeah oh but it's still day to day day by we're taking it day by day week by week man, he must be he got like old man's disease man what do you mean like, aren't you supposed to heal up quickly don't you heal up quicker when you're younger like, like you get nagging injuries when you get older, man. That's like some, you put liniment on it, some Bengay, you know, stuff, Tiger Bomb, you know, stuff Lineman. like that. What is liniment?
1: Look it up. Let's look hmm. this up, liniment. That's old school.
4: Bro,
3: day Icy, by day
1: huh? by day by day by day. What movie is that from? I feel like that's a movie quote. Mm-hmm. I
4: don't know. I forget Lee would be up, all over this. Yeah, I'm
3: looking up liniment. I don't see it. You don't um, see it?
0: No, I don't see it anywhere. Liniment? Yeah, Entamins, like the coffee cake? No, it's no. Not, not <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> yeah, you don't rub that on your muscles. Oh, I do. <laughs> do you
3: <laughs> it makes really? It feel great. Then I eat it. All right. Yeah. So, rubber sweet roll on your uh, on your pack if you liniment. Feel like you're liniment. Unless there's a
4: silent liniment.
1: T. L- liniment. Is it liniment? Liniment it's with the with the T at the end. It does have a T at the end. Liniment. Oh, yeah. Liniment oh, gel. Liniment.
3: I, how about the fact that it. The Steelers, if they win this game tonight, as they're favored to do so, are going to be five and three. And I don't know how.
1: Mike Tomlin, man, there he is. Everybody says that all day by day by day. That's right.
0: (laughs) It's from Meet the Parents, Brady. I sorry, I was saying that in your ear. Oh, my bad, my bad. He was saying he was saying grace at the table, and just kept Ben Stiller kept mumbling on. By day, by day, by day, Hmm. by day.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's so oh. dumb um mike tomlin I, like i mean he's he's a magician man he's one of the, the greatest head coaches in nfl history I, I don't think that people give him enough credit for it the way he's able to just i don't know, do more and, and it's not like he's dealing with less it's just when even despite the fact their offense <laughs> isn't even the top half of the league not even close he still finds ways of winning man the way and i, I think that's also where like head coaching comes out is when you're able to win despite some of your deficiencies. Because you're able to get teams to play your style of game, the way you manage the game and manage your team. Like all that, I think, gets pushed to the forefront. And it, in one way, it's either going to elevate that head coach or it's going to expose them. And I think he's someone who elevates in that situation considering they got great defense, but the offense just has not really come along besides certain flashes here and there. I
4: wonder why that is. Why is it taking so long for this offense to to get better? I mean, they just they haven't been healthy since well, a healthy younger Ben Roethlisberger on offense. I don't know. I I want Pickett Pickett to be the guy that that does this, but man, it's like they just you, haven't been good on off it's, what do it's you been think a the while. The issue
3: is like if it's not Kenny Pickett or anybody else like Um, i
4: mean everybody continues to say it's canada of course i know that's where you're hitting, and you guys can elaborate on it (laughs) i mean it's 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 just been it's been bad for a while man you'd like to see it change because you know offense in pittsburgh is is a major part people people love us for our our defense our city we love our defense but we've always been really, really tough and hard on our offense as well. We've always demanded to have good offense, and I don't know that we've ever really had like a crazy, crazy, explosive offense. I mean, maybe the years with Antonio Brown, um, the heyday. We've we've had a lot of receivers, but we we have always wanted good offense like going back to the the Charles Johnsons and hell going back to some cats won't even recognize the name Louis Lips you know going back to, to to the days of 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 him and like John L Williams and you know Tim Worley and you know Warren Williams and, and stuff like Bam like Morris. we always Bam, we always had a we always had a running back or two and we've always had receivers and we're really and we, and we take pride in our offensive line, and and so I don't know what's happened. I I don't I don't think we have any signature offensive linemen right now, which we usually always do. We do have a signature receiver in Pickens, um, and I like him. I like him a lot. He makes it. He does make it look really easy. But I don't know why the 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 offense has been so shaky for for so long, like. Pickens,
3: Pickens feels like he could be so much more if given an opportunity like you'll you watch him and you just go why, why why, is he not more involved like last week you could see he was visibly frustrated like why you know and him, him and Deontay Johnson's a pretty good pairing but it just feels like you watch him on offense and the defense has to do so much to keep him in games like they, they've had no business winning some of these like that game against Baltimore how the hell did they win that game like, that one throw from Kenny Pickett is all the offense needed because the defense played so well. And then T.J. Watt. Now, Mika Fitzpatrick's out for this game, but as we mentioned, uh, Cam Hayward is back, so that's obviously a loss for them. But it's just this defense, and, yeah, maybe it is Mike Tomlin. Just keep them keep alive, and it looks like, you know, if, if it plays out as the odds would say it is, they're going to be 5-3 and three here with, with, all, with all the issues and the injuries that they've been dealing with. So, uh, we'll see how it goes down in the Berg later on tonight. Steelers, Titans, 8.15 Eastern Time. Amazon Prime Video. Will Levis is going to uh, going to take the field for Tennessee, and uh, we get to see how that looks, Volume 2 of that, because the first edition was fantastic for the Tennessee Titans. It is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. It's LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So coming up next, we're going to find out exactly why a move was made in the NFL that could change the future for one organization. And we'll get into that for you next year on
2: FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: And you will not believe where he's going next.
2: The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: We are going to have another edition of You Out coming up here in about 20 minutes from now. But right now, we welcome in... A man who's number one in your hearts and in your ears. And he just so happens to be from the number one team in all the land. He is the pride of the Ohio State Buckeyes. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. And Albert, congratulations. Number one in the country. How does it feel?
6: Well, as you know, what matters isn't number one. I mean it what matters is ending number one. And uh, you know, I I do I did want to take the opportunity here. Um, you know, LeVar, Brady, we had our fun early in the earlier in the year and it's great, you know, those matchups earlier in the year against Penn State and Notre Dame. But I, I just wanted to thank you guys for the good, clean competition. All right. I, I really, really
4: appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, you got you got bragging rights. <laughs> what do you I, I respect? <laughs> that. No, 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 what,
3: what are you it, getting at, Albert? You're missing it. You're missing Am it. Am I missing it? What are you getting yeah. at, Albert? Come on.
6: I no, he's going that like Michigan. I like like. I like a good, clean, yeah, well played yeah. game. You know everything on the level. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Man. I'll all say to people out there who want to throw stones at Michigan: is be careful now. Be <laughs> yeah, careful what your teammate doing. Stones too. have landed upside Jaws' head the last couple of years. I'm know? just saying, be careful of pointing the finger at others. You know, yeah. you might be just doing uh, it better than
6: Albert. I didn't say anything about Michigan.
1: Yeah, you did.
6: Hey, yeah. Al-
3: Albert, <laughs> Albert, let me ask you this. If you had a Heisman vote, would one of them go to Connor Stallion's?
6: You know, I I mean, if we're talking about impact, I I
3: don't know. I mean, like. It seems like it makes some sense. Um, All right. So as we move over to the NFL, there was a coaching move made, uh, a big one. The Raiders moving on from Josh McDaniels, general manager Dave Ziegler. What have you heard from people in and around the organization as to the thinking about and, and why the move happened when it did?
6: Well, it was a you know it was a confluence of events. I mean, I I think really the first sign of trouble, and not that like they didn't, not that it was you know things were great earlier in the year, um, but I think really the first sign of trouble was the was after the Packer game, you know, and that Mark Davis has this long history of meeting with his coaches after after games, and um, you know those got a lot of attention during the John Gruden years. Um, They beat the Packers on a Monday night. And my understanding was that meeting got really volatile. It got hot. And, you know, people in the organization knew it, you know, knew that Mark wasn't happy. And I think there was this feeling like, oh, man, like he felt that way after a win, you know. And so that lingered. And then, you know, I think the next piece of this was the decision to go with Brian Hoyer. Um, over over Aiden, Aiden O'Connell after Jimmy got hurt in the Patriot game um, against the Bears. And, um, you know, I know that there were coaches, players in that organization that felt like the right thing to do was to go with Aiden O'Connell. Um, now, Josh's logic um, going into that was, well, we're playing against a rookie quarterback and, and Tyson Bajant and we if we can just play a clean game, we'll come out with the win. And um, you know, he was concerned with how Aiden O'Connell had turned the ball over. I believe he fumbled three times and was picked against the Chargers earlier in the year. And so but the whole logic in and Josh making the decision that he did was um if we can play a clean game, we'll get out of there with a win. Well then Brian Hoyer goes in there and enter and, and, and gets and and gets picked off twice and after the second pick gets pulled from the game. So there was that. And then, you know, after that, um, they had the meeting, um, I think a week ago today now, um, where the idea was, hey, let's put it all on the table and take some accountability for what happened. Well, what they had hoped was, you know, what what they had hoped would be a meeting to speak about accountability and everybody kind of taking their share of the blame more or less turned into airing of grievances. And while all this was going on, Mark Davis is meeting with players and getting the temperature for the locker room. And so, you know, I think, like, what we saw on Monday night, you know, obviously wasn't good with, you know, Devontae Adams. You know, they miss on two wide-open shots to, 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 to Devontae Adams. You see Devontae, who's, you know, universally in that locker room, seen as, like, a really good guy, beyond just being a great player. Flaming his helmet in frustration and then saying after the game he didn't want to talk because he's afraid of what he might say. I think we all saw that sort of as a tipping point. I mean, to me, after digging into this and calling around yesterday, it sounds more like that. That wasn't, you know, a manifest. That wasn't a – it wasn't like something that that was built to. That was more like kind of like a – that was more like revealing what, what had been a problem to everybody on the outside. And so, you know, now we are where we are, and um, you know, like I, I, I think it's it's tough for Josh because I think you know if you look at it, it does look like he stepped in a lot of the same potholes that he stepped in in Denver. Um, but I think very clearly, you know, you look at kind of the way they built, and uh, you know, like the way that they sort of doubled down on you know the playoff team of 21 by going and getting Chandler Jones and, uh, and Devontae Adams last offseason. That doesn't work. You know, and now it's like they're sort of in this in between of having a core of players that's ready to win now, but you know maybe needing a more extensive rebuild, and everything just sort of seemed like it was sideways from the start this season. And again, that Packer game was really the first sign of real trouble.
1: I guess I'm just curious because um, because all the rationale you kind of provide it, it makes sense, you know, in yeah. regards to starting Hoyer and all that. What happens now for Josh McDaniels? He's got four years left on his deal after this year. I mean, is he, does he just go call plays? Like, do you think he ever gets another shot at all this?
6: I, I, I don't Brady. I, you know, and I, I think the world of Josh is a coach. Like, and I know you played for him in Denver and, um, you know, I think he's a brilliant offensive coach, but I, you know, I just think it'd be a really tough sell for an owner, you know, now. And, and, and if you look at it, it's, um, you know, he, he went to a second year in both places and didn't make it through that second year, you know, in Denver and Vegas. And then he put the Indianapolis thing on top of it. And it's, I think he's going to be a tough sell. Now, I, I have heard some people say, oh, well, it was all Brady. Well, that's not true either. You know, like he – did a um, he did a phenomenal job as an offensive coordinator over two stints in New England, and it wasn't just Brady. He had the great year with Matt Castle in 2008. Um, you know, he got I think the most possibly could have gotten out of uh, Cam Newton who was clearly broken down physically in 2020. In 2021, he got a great year out of Mac Jones. Mac Jones' best year by far um, in three years in the pros was under Josh McDaniels. So, you know, I still think he's an excellent offensive coach. He's well-respected throughout the league. I think the best thing for him right now would maybe be to go somewhere that's outside of the New England family. And, um, and sort of, I you know, and he's older, so it's like hard to say learn, but you kind of see the way it's done in a different place. I know it's done great things for Matt Patricia to, to go to Philadelphia and see the way Nick Sirianni has his program set up. Like you know, would Josh go for the rest of the year to be a consultant with the Rams? Um, you know, Sean McVay's got great respect for Josh McDaniels. Maybe that would be something to be a fit. I just think that that would probably be the best step for Josh now is to step out outside of the the, the New England bubble and go see the way it's done somewhere else.
4: Ab, you said something pretty interesting, and I'm I'm a I guess I'll, I'll couple it, couple it all together. Um, you said that they they took the pulse and the temperature of you said Mark Davis in particular took the pulse and the yeah. temperature of the locker room they they just fired their OC and Mick Lombardi as you yep. reported they they don't hire a coordinator they instead hire a position coach is this a is this a decision based off of that temperature taking and that talking about the frustration boiling over with with Devontae Adams, you get rid of the, the the offense coordinator, you get rid of the head head coach. Yeah. And you elevate a guy who is known. Everybody knows that if you know Antonio Pierce, you know, the players are going to be talking to him. You know, they relate right. to him and and have a great rapport with him. Do you have any insight on what what led to that decision?
6: Well, I mean, I did the obvious thing, um, ongoing with A P and, and everybody who's been around him knows what sort of leader he is. He was I mean he was really kind of the mufasa for like the um for the Super Bowl champions. You know, um super bowl champion team with the Giants in two thousand and seven. Um and so like I think um you know that number one is you're going a totally different direction, right? Like you're going from you know, the offensive mastermind now to kind of the front-of-the-room leader. And and that's what Antonio Pierce is going to bring. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it, it also allows you to keep a guy who has had some success in building the defense. Their defense has been pretty good on balance this year. Now they've had their blips, but Pat Graham's done a pretty good job on defense. And, you know, I think, I, you know, I, I think Nick Lombardi, you know, kind of becomes the, the fall guy to some degree. Um, that goes down with Josh. And this is, you know, I think more or less a way of saying we are going to change what we do offensively to try to get more out of you, Devante, and to try to, you know, get more out of you, Josh Jacobs, and, you know, kind of get a, a different spin on the way that we're doing it. Now it's risky. There's no question about that. I mean, Bohart agree. Um, He's been in the league for, and I don't know, were you with him in Denver, Brady? You might have been. Um, or you might have been, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I was with Josh. yeah. No, 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 no with Bo. With Bo hard I don't think you would. No, he right? wasn't there yet. Okay, so so like a guy who's been in the league for less than 10 years, who's never been a coordinator, who's never called a play, um, you know, like uh, like that that's risky, you know, but at the very least, you know, you're going to have somebody there who I think'll listen to the players and and take their input and work collaboratively with them and so um so yeah I mean I, I like again like I do think um, what everybody's going to be watching going forward with a rookie quarterback and a and a, an a incredibly incredibly green offensive coordinator is what this means for again the guys like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and I think that that sort of um, that that's, that's that's the center of the thinking here between what Mark Davis and Antonio Pierce are trying to do on that side of the ball.
3: Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB joining us here on Fox Sports Radio so who's the next coach to watch if there's a potential move or a firing made this season?
6: I mean I think that the obvious one would be Ron Rivera in Washington um, you know and I, I would say they've been competitive all year I mean they played the Eagles to, you know, a standstill on Sunday. And so this is a, I mean, I think a good Washington team, obviously not a great one, but like a a good Washington team. But now, you know, you're taking away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And so, like, you're making what was the strength of the team in that defensive line a little less so. So what does that mean for for where they're going? And um, if they do lose four or five games in a row, does Josh Harris decide I want to start my search now and I don't want to have to do it behind the scenes or be sneaking around anybody? So we're going to just fire Ron now. Like, I, I think that that's certainly within the realm of possibility. I mean, I, I think Ron's got uh, an, uphill, an uphill climb ahead, and that's, you know, with the acknowledgement that he's done a good job so far this year. So that would certainly be one. As far as midseason firings go, I mean, I guess Brandon Staley might be the other one to watch if things really go the wrong way with the Chargers. Um, and then I'm just, I mean, those two would be the other two that I think you would be really seriously looking at. Um, outside of that, it's hard to see, you know, where – I'm just trying to think. I think that those would be the two. I don't, I don't know if there would be another team that would be playing to fire their, their head coach in midseason, at least the way it stands right now.
1: Um, Albert, can I ask this quickly? I know it's a little off subject, uh, maybe out of left yep. field, but with Bob Knight passing, I feel like everyone's got like something they remember most about Bob Knight. I'm curious only because, you know, you look, you went to Ohio State, he went to Ohio State. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's some commonalities there.
6: Yeah. So, um, you know, I, Brady, I, I always think of like the coaches that I had um, when I was a kid, and you know, growing up in the '80s and the '90s, and how like you'd have a coach who's really tough on you. And, um, you know, I, I I'd remember my dad would say to me, like, you're going to really appreciate having played for that guy, you know? And I feel like Puppy Night was, like, the ultimate example of that. Now, it didn't work for everybody, of course, and I want to be respectful of those people, but, um, you know, I feel like he was the ultimate, like, if, you know, if you, if you stick it out and you listen to him, there are great lessons there, you know? And I, and I do think, like, there are so many people that went through that Indiana program that revered him and had such appreciation for having played for him and were better people because they played for him. And, you know, I know that that type of coaching probably doesn't exist anywhere anymore, but we all grew up with it, right? Like I think we all did. And so, you know, I think that that was – that's sort of the way I look at him. And um, yeah, I can remember I got asked in, in a in a press conference by him when I was at the student newspaper at Ohio State. <laughs> uh, and uh, what did you ask him? I got I got a, I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was sort of along the lines of "Who the hell are you?"
3: Uh,
6: <laughs> and uh, and and I do remember too. The other thing I remember being at Ohio State. Was you'd hear the stories of the uh, the last Ohio State team. I believe Fred Taylor was the coach um, that won a national championship in 1960, and that team had like Havlicek and Lucas on it. Like it was like an unbelievable team, probably the greatest. I mean, the greatest team in the school school's history. And you hear the stories about Bobby Knight on that team, and Bobby Knight was like the sixth man. And the stories you'd hear about him and on that team were perfect. You know exactly him. It's like he'd go in for like. He'd go in for, like, four or five minutes, muck the game up, get three fouls, and they'd, pl- they'd have to pull him because he'd be in foul trouble. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, an American original. And I know, I mean, I, I don't know, guys. Like I feel like it's maybe it's hard for people who are younger than us to really understand that style of coaching or that type of coaching. But, you know, I do know, like, a lot of people in my own past that I was coached by that were really, really – that you didn't like them when you were being coached by them, right? Like, and I'm sure you guys have those stories too. And, um, and then, you know, like, years later you come to appreciate having gone through it and having gotten the lessons that they gave you. And I think, again, like, I think the people who played for Bobby Knight would tell you that he was, like, the ultimate example of that.
3: Good stuff, Albert. You can get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. And yes, the pride and joy of the number one ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Albert, much appreciated. We'll do it again next week
6: always appreciate the good, clean fun, guys. There it
3: is. Oh, <laughs> uh, always fun catching up with Albert Breer and a nice little uh, dig to the ribcage at Michigan. Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we're going to put a bow on this bad boy with another edition of You In or You Out, and it's yours here on FSR.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amax.
3: We will be back on the air coming up tomorrow for a football Friday. you damn right. 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. So make sure you're here for that. Also, uh, before we get to another edition From of San, U.N.U.R. Santa, Santa,
4: Santa, Santa, Santa San, San Anita. San, That's right. Are, where are we going?
3: Santa Anita. Yeah, there you go. That's a home game for you, by the way. It's right around the corner. Thank you. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Thank you. Not I'm for Lee and for I. for that. <laughs> a <bit> of commute.
4: <laughs> well, go figure. Yeah. But
3: All right. uh, let's put that in reverse. Yeah, rolls reverse, finally. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, listen, before we get to another edition of You In You Out, I want to let you know we are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com.
2: This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know. If they're in, yeah, please. Or if they're out.
5: All right, lead the lap. What do we got? All right, guys. Obviously, we have the Titans at the Steelers tonight. And so, uh, Iowa Sam has brought this to my attention. Are you guys in or out on what he lovingly calls the Quaker laws when it comes to buying liquor in the state of Pennsylvania, where you have to go to <laughs> state stores? There's, I guess there's yes. 600 stores. Uh, this there, went yeah.
1: such a different direction than I thought it was going when you initially started.
5: Hey, what?
3: <laughs> what are Quaker laws?
1: So, supposedly, you could uh,
5: probably fill us in here it's a little more. It's limitation on alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. Yes, so You is can't correct. sell on Sundays until a certain it, yeah. time.
0: Yeah. Uh, times. Yeah. Time times of the week. You could, They you want just,
5: you to work for it. You got to go to a specific store to get your spirits, wines, and beers, and
3: alcohols. I mean, it, why is that a big deal? You go once a week, get what you need for the week, and that's
0: it. Oh that's, Iowa, not
1: how, that's not how Sam operates. <laughs> in Iowa, you go to a come and go and buy a that. bottle of
0: Tito's at 1.45 in the morning, and no one blinks an eye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, my sister lives in Philly, so she's been dealing with the Quaker laws for uh, pretty much her whole. So, life.
3: what are the restrictions for her? Like, when she when can she get booze?
0: Well, you have to go to like distributors. You have to go. You can't just go to the grocery store and buy whatever you want. You have to go certain places. Some I don't think they sell you on Sunday. Like, it, it's it's you got to work for it. What? So, uh, this is a rhetorical question, you guys should all be. Where do out you
3: live, Dagestan? You can't go to the grocery Before? store get, Come get a, on, get a bottle of blue. Help me out you here. You, Quaker can't laws. To,
4: you can't go to the grocery stores. They're, they're not even in, I, I want to say, gas stations, right. stuff like that. You can that. buy like yeah. a
0: six-pack at a deli, but you can't buy like hard alcohol. Listen, if I'm a Pennsylvanian, correct. I, mean, I want to walk in and buy a six-pack of Rolling hey buddy, Rock, you can kiss my ass. I'll
1: take a, what Everything in moderation, all right? Like, I mean, maybe it's not the best thing to be able to have you buy it whenever you want. So you're
0: you want in on the Quaker Laws. Brain. I don't know
1: that I'm I'll honestly I'm just indifferent I feel like if this is really that big
4: of a deal for you <laughs> you,
0: you might probably problem. should be getting some help yeah am yeah
5: I, am I reading it right that you can't get liquor in a bar I mean that's what I see it, this no article, well that, then what's the
0: right. point of going yeah no you can it, buy like poured liquor in a bar
3: if you can't get liquor in a bar it's not a bar anymore it becomes a restaurant
0: the point of going to a bar is to get booze. A lot of restaurants in Philly have Boo. BYOB policies, so it just makes it easier for them because getting a license is tougher there, I guess. Yeah, That's just weird.
4: Weird. Mm. Uh, I'm in because it's
1: Pittsburgh.
3: There it is. I'm out. I've been to Pittsburgh. I didn't know there were Quaker laws. If I wanted an, an Iron City light. Uh, we don't somebody's going anyway, to All right. What,
1: what else we got, Lee?
5: Guys, Lee, you got anything else? Yeah, it's Day of the Dead, Día de los Muertos. Uh, in two-day holiday. Sandy.
1: Remember me. Celebrating the dead. <laughs> Such a good movie. Yeah, it is.
3: Guys, it or out? Um, it uh, uh, in, yeah, I'm, uh, oh, For
1: yeah. celebrating those lives.
3: Yeah, 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 man, yeah. Us. Lee. I don't have a choice.
5: I was gonna say, well, the missus is out on Halloween, right? But yes. your
1: house. You guys got a lot of candles
3: lit right now, don't you? I mean, what a- day of, every of the week day? is it? <laughs> right. Say, every
1: day. <laughs> like, is there a chance there's a fire hazard right now? The I mean, Knox uh,
3: Like, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there's some us Cowboys. Uh, thank you, Jerry. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I mean, how many rosary beads you got in existence? I mean, eighty-five percent are in my. Well,
1: house. that's not gonna let your house on fire.
3: I mean, Viva Mexico. But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah i'm in mean, lee now she's so against halloween is she against deviled eggs because today is national deviled eggs day
4: yeah i'm in eggs. on Ooh. deviled eggs
1: I I delicious all, all eggs. the way in on deviled Ow. eggs
4: yeah.
3: what brady you're out on deviled eggs
1: that's, that's one of the only ways I will not eat eggs. Well, <laughs> What's the yeah. problem? You got too much mustard Oh, mayonnaise? Yeah, mayonnaise. mustard. Oh. Mustard, a whole
3: thing. I'm so, out. Yeah. When, when, and when you do oh, the deviled so egg, Ooh. is because I haven't had one in a while, it's basically a hard-boiled egg. You take yep. out the middle, and you yeah. just stir that in what? Like mayonnaise Ooh. and mustard? Mayonnaise and Stop. mustard. Chopped blue yeah.
0: mayo, mustard. A little What's paprika. paprika? Yep. A little paprika over the a little a little top. little paprika.
4: Delicious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You could put some tahini on it. Yeah. Hell yeah.
3: Up top, Bar. <laughs> Come on.
4: Yeah. Here's one for you, Brady.
5: International Stout Day. Are you into stout beer?
3: Yeah, sure. There you go. Uh, I
4: mean that's essentially what Guinness is, right? Out. I don't yeah. I don't want it because it what what it gives me.
1: It rhymes with Ew. stout. And only because Jonas <laughs> can't take it, he couldn't drink it in Ireland. It was disrespectful to all the Irish there. Not true. It I was had pathetic. one. Pathetic. I had one. It was wow. absolutely pathetic. Then I tried the out on enough. stout,
4: because I don't want out. the gout.
1: And, and happy
5: birthday, Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> happy birthday. Oh
6: oh oh
1: oh